Ready Check Radio. Stand by as we get ready to serve up all your news this week in the world of gaming. Welcome to Gaming Gumbo. Why, hello, 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 Internet! It's Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern. That means it's time for another serving of Gaming Gumbo here on Ready Check Radio, your weekly gaming wrap-up show where we talk about whatever the hell we thought was kind of interesting this week in the world of gaming. We're doing the show live, of course, twitch.tv slash readycheckradio. If you're watching on YouTube or on readycheckradio.com or listening on iTunes, Audible, wherever, it's, it's available on multiple places, do us a favor while you're there. Click like, click subscribe, throw a comment in there. A little engagement always helps. And stop on over, readycheckradio.com. You'll see all the socials for Twitter, Facebook, and everything else. Give those a follow, too. If you like what we do here, it's easy, it's fast, it's cheap, costs you nothing. And make sure you tell your friends. Joining me to go over all of it, chat, of course, where we were talking pre-show about everybody's dream cars. So we're still seeing cars go by in chat. We might talk cars on the show a little bit of the digital variety. Mr. Jason Winter. Good evening, sir. Good evening. You know, we're only like a week away from April Fool's. We are. I'm just thinking that uh, the way the, the gaming gumbo logo, the bowl just spins around. It should all like spit out of there. If you get Yad to work on animation, we're all just kind of, <laughs> just kind of just out of the falls bowl. out of the bowl. <laughs> yeah. Centrifugal but force. But not ruined. It won't be a surprise. Centrifugal sure. force shoots it to the border of the screen. What do you yeah, What do you got you back go. there now? That's not Guild Wars. You had Guild no, Wars box no. up there for always online on MMO Bomb, where people can, can come almost and read it. I read watch you. Yeah, it looks it's something so civilization related. Yeah, I think we talked about this. Like last week, we said, you know, what was our favorite game? And I said it was Elder Scrolls 3. Right. Or, Morrowind. Yeah. Yeah. So I should have actually brought the box out for that, but whatever. But no, then, then a while before, though, we, I said that my first Civilization game was Civ 3. And I think maybe we said that yeah, last week, too. But, so that's my Civ 3 box. Look at that. Which was pretty old when I got it. It was like a used game. I bought it from KB Toys for $9.99. Damn. <laughs> KB Toys. Yes. The only thing you could have busted out that might have beaten that was Hills. Like if you had busted uh, out Hills or Ames. <laughs> I, bought a, I bought a computer from Circuit City once. Uh, that's close enough. That's close enough. <laughs> that's close enough. Somebody made commission. Look, it has Sid Meier, Hall of Fame game designer. There, there he is. Actual picture. Yeah. Actual yeah. picture. <laughs> oh, I think I broke it too. Whatever. <laughs> also, <laughs> chatting gaming with us and with black and uh, gold barrels in the background the noob fridge himself barrels. troy blackburn blackburn i haven't even started drinking yet yeah i haven't even started drinking yet how are you this uh, evening i'm good i gave up fishing to be here today so we can talk about video games so here we are yay yay i don't have anything cool on my tupperware things today what's your favorite Whatever game made. of all time oh you already answered that last week I keep yeah, forgetting yeah, that this is like two weeks in a row. Uh, thoughts, and every, thoughts and everything with Yod family going through a, a little bit of a challenging time there. So Troy uh, joining us. Thank you so much. Troy going to be filling in after Jason departs, actually. J next week will be Jason's last show, uh, besides guesting here and there. But as far as steady work, uh, will be his last show here on Gaming Gumbo and on MMO Bomb as well. So make sure you visit and check out the always online podcast and put some well wishes in the comments and we'll read them this friday 
Uh, but then you'll start seeing Yod, myself, uh, Troy, and Zista. We're going to bring Zista over and kind of cycle through everybody. So plenty of hosts. The show must go on with or without Mr. Winter. Uh, no, I, I figure. Stop now that I'm gone. Yeah, ready, check radio. Shutting down. Shutting down. Um, yeah, let's start with some bad news just to get it out of the way. Like just some <laughs> stupid eye rolling stuff. So Activision Blizzard hit with more lawsuits, harassment and discrimination lawsuit. Not from a governmental body, though, this time. This time coming from an actual current employer, somebody going by Jane Doe, obviously. Don't want to, you know, out them in the middle of all of this while they still work there. Uh, Worked there, according to the lawsuit, from 2017 to current as a senior administrative assistant in the IT department. And during that time has experienced what they describe as an, quote, alcohol-soaked culture of sexual harassment, rampant sexism, uh, being at an event where they were forced to do shots and share an embarrassing secret as part of an initiation dinner that took place on their very first day of work. The cube crawls that were discussed in the California litigation, also in this litigation as well. And, uh, and then goes to say that, like, hey, anytime we I tried to report this, I was told, you know, uh, you should probably just... They, they were just... Leadership was just being nice, and you should keep this stuff to yourself, Jason, to avoid damaging the company. Couldn't get a position when they were applying for other stuff at all. Sent a letter to president at the time, J. Allen Brack, recounting these uh, experiences of harassment, at which point she was finally offered another job. Another role in a different department, but one with a lower salary and less status within the company. So, yeah, I mean, here we go again. More of the same and uh, recent, Jason, recent. Yeah, it's just it's just going to keep going. We're just going to keep hearing about this probably all year long. Next thing or next thing, someone else. I don't know. At this point, you just almost expect it. Like, oh, is it is it April? It's almost April. When what is going to be the Blizzard lawsuit this month? Yeah, we haven't heard one for a couple of weeks. That's their so. release schedule. They don't, they don't actually <laughs> release games anymore. It's just the release of their, their new embarrassing details every month. Yeah, and I mean, we're going to hear about the WoW expansion next month and stuff. But they just can't get away from this stuff. They tried to put out a little bit of good news, uh, gaming wise, this week. Troy, they tried to talk about Overwatch Two and its ping system. Uh, on the heels of Overwatch 2's beta coming up, which a bunch of people have applied for, Overwatch 2 being part of the Overwatch League that has released its schedule and kicking off in May. So trying to kind of turn that ship, that PR ship, so to speak, but they keep falling on themselves for their own critical behavior. The part that I got I got to read the quote. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I don't, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Okay. So here's the thing. I'll, I'll give. I'll let Troy read that. If you go to MMOBomb.com, you see that this lawsuit and Overwatch 2's ping system are in the same article. And you might be asking, why? Shouldn't more allegations in a separate lawsuit be its own piece? And 99.99% of the time, as the editor-in-chief there, I would have agreed with you. When Jason was reviewing both of them and sharing some of the information in those. I went ahead and said, Jason, yeah, make this one piece. This has to be one piece. 
Why? Because in discussing the ping system in Overwatch 2, they gave rationale for why they're implementing this pig, uh, ping system. Pig system. I mean, that might be accurate, too. Uh, ping system in Overwatch 2. That when you hear this quote and why they are putting ping in the game, you have to find out at the exact same time that they're getting sued again. Like, you just have to. You have to. They had to both go in the same article. So... I would expect, Troy, that the reason they're adding a ping system is because everybody loved it in Apex Legends and Blizzard likes to rip other games off that do things well and jam it in their games, right? I mean, that's got to be be the quote. That's got to be the quote. (laughs) Yeah. So what's what's the quote? What's the quote? From the start of the article, and I quote, The inspiration behind the ping system came from a value the Overwatch team holds dearly. Every voice matters. This is a core value at Blizzard, and the Overwatch team wanted to personify this value in our game. <sighs> Let that sink in. Now I hope every voice matters. Yeah, I hope you have the you can realize now why I had to put those together. <laughs> it was like every voice matters, including this new one suing us. <laughs> Which matters now because they're suing us, but it didn't matter before. <laughs> Matt Martha says, can unions ping too? <laughs> uh, on that topic, by the way, Microsoft did come out and say, you know, we're not going to stand in the way of anything, anybody at Activision unionizing, which, I mean, that's not surprising. I didn't assign it as news on MMO Bomb because they have to say that. They don't own the company yet. They, they have yeah. no say in anything that goes on at Activision <laughs> right now. So it was kind of, yep, yeah, we're not going to stand in the way. Well, of course, because that would look ridiculous if you were and inappropriate because you don't own them yet. Uh, nothing about what they may or may not do after they own it. After. Jason, when are we going to get to the point where Activision's board does not uh, agree with Bobby Kotick that things are improving? <laughs> because when the money stops coming in. Yeah, and that's already started. Like, it's not obviously zero. It's still very big sums of money, but not all the money that they were getting. I mean, even if you look at the recent financials, they aren't... They haven't really changed that much, and they're probably going to look nicer, you know, following the news of this bump from the the sale. So I was going to say, they, all they got to do is fire a few folks, and the numbers go up. So yeah, that'll increase profitability. Well, yeah. the, people just leave, you know, like like Lore and you know everyone else. Yeah, Devo Lore leaving, Josh Allen leaving. We don't know what he's going to do yet. Uh, but man, I like I have known a lot of people that wanted to work at Blizzard right throughout the years here. Never won as much as Josh Allen. Like. That was that was it. Make it to Blizzard and we're done. That's the end of the game. Uh, now moving on to another uh, another employer. Of course, we'll keep you updated on that one. And we do all wish Josh Allen the best best of luck uh, and future success. All three of us having worked with him at one point or another in some capacity. So, so I went and picked up my car today, gents. Came home. Played some Gran Turismo Seven. Still playing, huh? Still it's playing. it's fun. That that, that good. It's fun. Good. You know, the game part of it is fun, but it's had its woes. We've talked about them on this show. 
And uh, this week we got a Gran Turismo 7, an update from Polyphony Digital, the company behind the game. And they said, you know what, guys? We hear your feedback. We hear your mm. feedback. We hear that you're not happy. You're not happy. The previous patch update that we deployed was intended to rectify an issue with inconsistent reward payouts within part of the World Circuit events, but to reestablish the intended equilibrium and provide more accurate rewards based on time and investment and completion, it was necessary to recalculate the reward system as a whole. And remember, what ended up happening was they went ahead and nerfed the credit rewards from a number of the endgame World Circuit stuffs, the ones that people were farming to buy the 18, 20 million credit cars. That didn't go well. <laughs> that was not received, Jason. No what, what is the uh, the Metacritic on this one right now? Oh, Lord. Because it's been uh, a tumbling. Grand. It is Sony's lowest. Well, hey, look at that. It's an 87 user or 87 uh, critic review. Oh, 1.7 user score. Yeah, lowest <laughs> score for a Sony title. Troy, you're surprised by that. You didn't know it was that low? <laughs> I didn't know it was that low, Christ almighty. I didn't buy a sports car. It's not a sports car, man. Based on 9,125 ratings, so only a small sample size. Uh, wait, how many was it? 9,125. I mean, I guess it's technically considered a sports car now that I look at it. Hmm. I consider it a muscle category, but anyway... Um. Yeah. So I bought one and came home and played digital ones. Well, they are making changes though. Like they hear you. One point whatever lowest PlayStation uh, title score ever from users like that. Uh, you, they hear us. They hear us, Jason. They hear us. So they are going to be making some changes, which is good. Which is good. Right. I mean, the changes are good. I, mean, I assume it's good. I don't play. I don't know if these numbers are you know great increase. It's a lot more vague. But they're vague. They're like a. Increase of rewards in online races. Well, how much of an increase? Include a total of eight new one-hour endurance races. Well, I mean, they do say... They will have higher reward settings. Oh, higher. Oh, good. Higher. How much higher? <laughs> well, I mean, they 1%. do... 1%. Increase rewards in the events in the later half or the latter half of the world circuits by approximately 100% on average. So double. Yeah, midlife crisis is approximately 40 to 65. Yeah. You know. <laughs> Addition yeah. of high rewards for clearing circuit. They also did toss all right, players right. 1 million, but that was uh, 1 million credits. But that was more for being affected by the server outages, they said. Uh, and I did claim mine when I got home today. And here's the best part. Here's the best part. Remember what I told you about anytime you win credits in this game, Troy? How there's always the, oh. here's your credit reward, click OK. But right below it in the little window is top off on the PS store. Oh, yeah, yeah, Even in the one million, we're sorry, the server sucked reward screen, it offered for me to go to the PlayStation store and spend cash and top up. <laughs> <laughs> Even on their, we're sorry we screwed up one million credits, they were like, would you like to buy some while you're here? <laughs> uh, so that was nice. I mean, they... Increasing the upper limit of non-paid credits in player wallets from 20 million to 100 million. Increase the quantity of used... Wait, 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 wait. Did they have a different limit for non-paid credits versus one you actually sent money for? Well, you could you could only earn 20 million non-paid credits. That was the cap. Yeah, it was 100. It was 100. But it says non-paid, so I could buy, I could buy 100 you could, million credits, right? Yeah, That's so you could farm up 20 million and then go buy 10 and your wallet would be at 30, yes. 
uh, but your wallet without buying couldn't go above 20 million. You had to go buy something uh, if you were going to go. Uh, yeah. So they're increasing that fivefold. Uh, yeah, the changes are good. The changes are needed. What this this aggravates me just as much as Chocobo's Dungeon, or not a, a Chocobo GP, because the core game itself is good. It doesn't need this bullshit. That's how it's always been. The game is great, but we have to microtransaction it to hell. Yeah, well, that's the problem. It's not that they microtransactioned it. It's that they microtransactioned it to hell. But then there's Babylon's Fall, which is just a bad game. And yeah, it doesn't even have Exactly. <laughs> now, they also do want to make uh, lay out some near-term updates that they're working on. They don't have dates for these. Increase the payout value of limited time rewards as they develop as a live service. That makes sense. Uh, further World Circuit event additions, new content, makes sense. Addition of endurance races to missions, including 24-hour races, makes sense, content. Addition of online time trials and awarding of reward, all makes sense. But then also make it so that cars can be sold. Because right now, you collect them and then that's it. There is no, hey, I really don't want this, the cheaper versions of this car anymore. Let me sell them back earn you know a fraction of what i had to go spend them troy so i hope it's headed in the right direction but it's hard to be hopeful about it man it really is hard to be hopeful but not about it you, you know you learn over the years that uh your opinions of video games aren't as a special of a snowflake as you might think they are so if i'm sitting here and these problems are keeping me from buying a game that you guys got me you got me excited about the first time i heard you talk about it and then all these problems started cropping up and now i'm i'm literally not buying a game that sounds super fun because of all these problems then i there's no way i'm the only one who's who's in the same boat there's got to be plenty of other people who are looking at this from the outside going i would play this game but i'm not dealing with all their bs and that's exactly yeah. where i am right yeah now. and it that's may be a watching the show feels about new world by now <laughs> and it may be a little more arcadey jason but it's hard not to be like you know what go play forza horizon uh, forza horizon 5 on yeah. game pass you know, yeah, sure, it's not as realistic sim. It's a little more arcadey, and but you'll have just as much fun, and you won't be every time you finish an event, a mission, a time trial. If you get the bronze, silver, or gold, get a splash screen with your two or three thousand credit reward, and then an advertisement at the bottom of it. You're not going to get that. Just uh, what is Forza's uh, Metacritic score? Ninety-two uh, user score or critic score are actually. Yeah. Oh, can and we talk? 8.3 8. user scores. Yeah, good. out of how many? Probably thousands. Uh, 3384 reviews. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about that, by the way? Like, the editor score so high? I mean, we talked about it being on Game Informer's top 10 of the, or top list of the year so far, where they throw anything that has an 8.5. <sighs> but the, the problem is, none of those people before they post, well, many of those people, I should say, that posted those reviews didn't have access to the cash shop when they mm -hmm. did it. Like, they could not see how much credits were to buy. They knew that the, you were going to be able to buy it, just like you could buy cash in GTA. Um, but they didn't know how much those credits were going to be, and they really didn't have any type of real comparison as far as some of the more expensive cars because they weren't available. Like, how many of those places should have just been like... I feel like... If I get asked to review a game and you don't show me the cash shop in it, 
I'll deal with my review being three days after launch, Troy. Yeah, I'll just deal with it. Shoot, like I don't need the I don't need the too. yeah I don't need the day one YouTube hits bad enough yeah. to just say guys I didn't get a chance to look at the cash shop thumbs up go buy it yeah we've gotten caught with games that had cash shops and we're like reviewing the cash shop and we're like okay this looks like it's it's going to be its final form and then you know two weeks later uh, I know me personally I've had reviews just be completely useless because the cash shop completely changed yeah. and went just haywire crazy with microtransactions after they let us see it and review it. It was like, hey, guys, this is our release patch, blah, 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 blah. And then next thing you know, cash shop's completely different than what you were looking at. Yeah, and I did addend my language there. It certainly wasn't all reviewers that, yeah. that did that, but it was many. It was many that right in the review said, we don't know how much it is to buy credits. Uh, 7.5, 8.5 out of 10. Like ACG being mentioned in chat, ACG is one of my favorite people to watch as far as, you know, getting thoughts on a game that I'm maybe thinking about buying. Uh, but even, yeah, a Metallica fan is absolutely right. Even he didn't really do a uh, buy now, wait for sale, rent, don't buy at all, which is his normal kind of like scale. He kind of did a first impressions video instead because he didn't have access to some of those things. So... I don't know. I just feel, Jason, even on MMO Bomb, it's like if we get early access to MMOs and stuff like that and we cannot see the cash shop, we'll put most of the skeleton of a first look together ahead of time just to save us a little time. But we still polish it off and, you know what, just post it two or three days later. Maybe it's a luxury of being smaller. I, I don't I don't know. Like yeah, the, the pressure for like IGN and Game Informer and yeah. stuff to get those day one reviews must be intense. Yeah, I mean, you read about that too. Guys, they get the they get the game like you know, three days before, and the viewers got to play it like nonstop for twelve hours a day to get this thing up. So yeah, that, that's how it is for those places. They they want to have it immediately because they think it'll just drop off you know eighty percent if they don't get it on the first day. So, uh, and there are probably also some reviewers who think they're just reviewing the game. How does Grand Turismo Seven play? Yeah, to me, the cash shop has shop to be part of it. Because it's that's so probably, that's because you and I spend so much time doing free to play games, probably. And that's probably why it's a bigger deal for us than someone who normally reviews full price games. No, nah, even full price games. Like if you if you don't know about the cash shop, I'm going to a different review. I'm going to like I'm going to go watch a different review. Uh, because it's just not so much because of the free to play history we have, but uh, on on uh, old MMO bomb. But more, I think it's more that. It was very, like, you knew what was going to be in a cash shop 10 years ago. Nowadays, it's like, how are they going to screw this up? Because just like, I, you've seen the game itself impacted to great degrees by the cash shop. Speaking of that, GTA Plus is <laughs> Grand Theft Auto, since we mentioned buying credit uh, dollars because from them. Because all the money isn't enough. Because all the money isn't enough for Rockstar and 2K. The, there's now a Grand Theft Auto Online monthly sub. <laughs> on the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X if you want one. $6 a month gets you $500,000 cash delivered automatically to your May's bank account in-game cash. <laughs> They're not going to send you half a million because you mailed them five bucks. Uh, and then a bunch of other extras. You know, Nothing impacts gameplay, of course, You know, boosters and stuff like that. Uh, they did say that regular in-game events are going to be available to everybody. That That's not going to change. But there may be events that are added that are specific to this membership. Like, seriously, Grand Theft Auto Online totally needed a sub at this point in its life cycle, Jason. Totally needed it. 
it's like it came out in 2013. Obviously, it was in development for at least you know whatever five years or so before that. So at some point in that, in that point around 2009, 2010, when they were working on like the online version of it, they were like, you know, we we kind of want to make it an MMORPG, but MMORPGs are kind of going weird right now. They're not doing so great. So let's not quite call it MMO, but it really is. And they're just kind of like incrementally just done stuff like this every now and then, just make it a little more and a little more like an MMO. And now they're putting on a sub, so it's like, all right, that's that's the final touch. It's a sub. <laughs> final touch. A sub. By the way, a sub that only helps you in GTA Online. It doesn't help you in the, the game itself. As if buying the cash wasn't enough. Now, just sub. Just sub. How much is it to buy half a million in cash in GTA Online? I don't know. Uh, let's see here. I mean, I'm, I'm assuming you can't. You, you can do that amount, right? Uh, they'll, they'll sell it to you. I'm sure they will. Somehow. Ten bucks. Ten bucks. Ten bucks for 500000 So there's your value proposition that they're throwing at you. For the eight people who buy shark cards. Right. Right, ten bucks for five hundred thousand, or sub up for six dollars recurring subscription per month, and we'll just send you a half a mil every month, along with all this other stuff. Oh, uh, why would a potential customer? Oh, talk about reviews still. Um, let's take a look at some upcoming titles now. Some of these that we're going to talk no, about. We're out of the bad news. What? What's that? We're out of the bad news now. We're out of the bad news. Yes. Let's talk about Yay. some things that all three of us are interested in. Maybe not all of them, but. There's something here that all of us are interested in. Uh, and we're going to talk about a couple games that uh, just announced that they were going to be coming out. And then a few from the uh, future game show from Games Radar. So credit where due on some of these trailers for the, the show. It was a good show. Uh, not a lot that uh, you know we may cover here. So I definitely encourage you to go check it out. Lots of smaller titles that we're just not going to spend time on. We kind of just cherry-picked our favorites. But talking about just general uh, new games, first up, we've got Ilphonic jumping back into the asymmetric gameplay formula like they did previously in Friday the 13th, where you and a bunch of counselors try to tackle Jason or just survive the night or get away. Uh, and then somebody's playing Jason. Uh, my family loved this game. We absolutely loved this game. It was We're big horror movie buffs anyway, so IP certainly helped in this case. But Ilphonic's just gameplay was phenomenal. It was addictive. You wanted to keep playing matches over and over and over again. In our family, we didn't care if we were Jason or the counselors, so we just queued up for anything, so that made cues fast. I mean, it was just an all-around good experience. Unfortunate what happened to that game with all the final or uh, Friday the 13th uh, litigation going on at the time that kind of just choked the game to death. But the team's coming back. It's You can still play it, but it's not the same. Uh, the team is coming back with a game, Jason, that I think I said it best on the Always Online podcast. Has there ever been a game that was better suited to asymmetric four-on-one gameplay than Ghostbusters? <laughs> Yeah, I can think of a few other properties, probably, but this one's really good. This is a good one to do because, especially, especially a good variety with the ghosts. Because what you tend to think of, of course, in classic Ghostbusters is you know something like Slimer, but yeah. hopefully they yeah, have yeah, a yeah. lot of other stuff they can do as well. So it's not the same thing every time. Just like with uh, with Friday the Thirteenth, it's like well, Jason, yeah, he's the big slow-moving psycho killer, or whatever. But they give him different 
different versions of Jason to try out and do different things. So including purple NES Jason, including purple NES Jason. What purple NES Jason? Okay, I don't remember that one. Yeah, purple outfit NES Jason from the original Nintendo. Jason or Troy, are you watching the trailer? Is this the first time you've seen it? Is that what you're peeping at? That that is exactly what I'm peeping at. Ghostbusters is my favorite movie of all time. Oh. And anything Ghostbusters immediately attracts my attention. And I'm with you. If anything sort of leans itself towards that uh, asymmetrical gameplay, I think this is an excellent opportunity because you can you can do more than you did with Friday the thirteenth because you can create more variety in the in the one in the one versus four. Yeah. They're uh, gonna have you, like you four take, ghosts can, right off the bat, they said. Yeah, you can you can invent just any ghost you can imagine. Like anything can be a ghost, right? Like you can make all the powers, anything you want to do with a ghost. You can make it happen. So this absolutely has my attention. Yeah, the ghosts can I, do I, possession. I uh, they can, they can, you know, possess people. They can also, of course, slime people. Uh, it is four on one. Player will be the ghost. And yeah, pretty, pretty badass. Not only that, Troy, for you as a fan, you gotta love uh, Ernie Hudson coming and voicing Winston Zedmore, one of the uh, helpers of the Ghostbusters, and Dan Aykroyd coming and voicing his character, running his uh, occult shop as well. And, of course, your base will be the firehouse. So lots of nostalgia love here from a team that, in my book, has earned their pedigree on getting these types of games right. I'm glad the IP went to them to take a shot for this. Uh, They just have a history. I... I want to get in the Ecto one. I just I want to get in the Ecto one. <laughs> I just want to. I just want to do it all. I just want to be a Ghostbuster man. But I, I feel like that's a loading screen. To be perfectly honest, because it's not like you do car stuff. It's gonna be the most you know, running around doing the. <laughs> Shut up, Jason. We're getting an Ecto one. Yes, ah. I don't even care if it's a loading screen, <laughs> dude. Now I want the Ecto one in Gran Turismo. Now, yeah. now it's it will only be thirty million credits. Thirty million credits. You were so happy when you found the fire station in New York City. Yeah, still there. Still there. You can go take a picture outside of it. Sometimes, if you catch them in good moods, they'll let you come in and look at it. Uh, but, yeah, can't wait. Can't wait. This one, so thumbs up across the board. Is that right? Thumbs Absolutely. Up. Yeah. I can't wait to play wow, this. Nice. Nice. I'm going to give this one a thumbs up, too, this next one. Oh. This was from so you're Future. Gonna, you're you're going to give it a three thumbs up. Yeah, I got to bu- find another thumb and just. Has put anybody it up got there. a thumb I can borrow? Anybody around that got a thumb I can borrow? This was from Future Game Show over on Games Radar, and everybody watching this probably knows my love for Rocket League, a game I never played until it went free to play, and I had to play it uh, to be able to speak intelligently about it on MMO Bomb back in a time where we only covered free to play. I applied for beta for this too, Mad Martha, from day one. As uh, soon as we, before I even clicked publish on the piece, it was, uh, it was, uh, or tweet on the piece, I was signed up for beta. So this is not a mode in Rocket League. This is not something made by Psionics. I thought it was. When uh, I was yeah, first Jason at it. and I like uh, we enjoy golf games. Uh, and we both enjoy them. We've played a couple together Real over the golf. years. Uh, and so I was like, Jason, look at this. This is awesome. And he was like, yeah, even that's not enough to get me to play Rocket League again. I was like, it's not Rocket League. <laughs> but it is. I mean, it's <laughs> Rocket League Golf. I mean, don't screw it up, and I'm buying it. Like, just don't make it horrible, and I'm buying it. Like, I only have two right here. Like, I need a third thumb. Zach has said he'd let me borrow his uh, in chat. I know – I. Zach looked at the tweet and replied to the tweet, Jason, and just said, that dot, 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 that 
could actually work. <laughs> so now I'm going to put my little analysis hat on. So I'm looking at it, I'm like thinking, Uh-oh. like, is this showing them knocking the balls through the hoops there, like perfectly? How often do you make perfect little? And the, the hoop's not that big. It's not like the gold in Rocket League. So that that's going to be tough. Oh yeah. Other people are going to ram into your ball and they're going to knock it aside, so never get in the hole. This is going to be this could be a rage-inducing game, kind of like real. See, golf, here's right? the thing though. I'm look. I'm looking at it with the assumption that your ball probably cannot be impacted by other players. Uh, I don't know. Like maybe your ball can be impacted by another ball, but uh, another player's ball. But I, I have to feel like otherwise you just grief the shit out of people and never finish a match, just ever. I mean, welcome to online games. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying that, that's a that's a non-zero possibility. Yeah, I mean, I guess, but I just feel like it doesn't really make a lot of sense if people could just race around and hit your ball. Uh, I feel like if they want to impact your ball, they got to hit theirs into yours. That would make more sense from a strategy standpoint. Uh, and then, of course, we we don't know like how many game modes they're going to have, right? I mean, this could be something where there's a multiple different settings where you get friendly fire and you know ghost cars and and stuff like that, where you know you're just pure racing, uh, doing it rather than trying to impact your teammate this this gets three thumbs up from me so even if you two give it a thumbs down it's tied with ghostbusters uh at three thumbs up and, and three thumbs up troy, thumbs. troy i know you're not a rocket league cat but uh, how do you feel about golf games i should ask that first and then what do you think watching the this type of trailer here I think if they could minimize, like you said, the griefing and make it more strategic where like only the balls can interfere with, with my ball, I think that I would be interested in maybe playing this a little bit. Mario Golf Rocket League is basically... Yeah, the hoops are probably bonuses. Zach's probably right. Yeah, they got to be bonuses or maybe like a speed boost, right? Your ball gets extra trajectory or speed while it's going. It's got to be something like that. I don't think that those things, those types of insane shots would be required. Maybe they are. Again, we don't know. Uh, half calf or a huge calf games. You can sign up for beta now. You can wish list it on Steam. Jason, I you don't care about this. You're, you're just kind of like no. it's neat, but not for you type it's deal. Neat. Like I said, it's not enough to make me play Rocket League again. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. I hope I get. I have not wanted into a beta so badly for a long time. Most of the t- betas used to be exciting, right? Back in the day uh, when you were newer at this. Now we're all like jaded, and I'm like, I don't care if I get into your beta or Dude, not. Dude, I was looking at some old chat logs from someone the other night. We were excited about getting to the landmark beta. Oh, man. I can't believe I was that person. Uh, while we're on the topic of golf, gentlemen, EA Sports went ahead and delayed PGA Tour uh, again. Again. So previously it had been delayed out of spring uh, 2022 into later 2022. Now it has actually been just bounced all the way out of 2022 and into 2023. So if you're waiting for EA's PGA Tour, the wait just got a little longer. Uh, Some of the things that you guys wanted to talk about future games. Jason, uh, you actually have one thing from future games and then one thing from... Both from future games. Oh, were they were both there? Was Marauders no, no. there? No, not Marauders. You like Marauders. I don't care about Marauders. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. You're talking about the other the, the other ghost thing. You're you're right. I have the B roll for uh, Sengoku for you, so we'll put that okay. up and let you talk about that first. 
So yeah, Sengoku Dynasty. It's by the same people who made uh, Medieval Dynasty. Uh, what do they call Toplitz Productions. Uh, I played a little bit of Medieval Dynasty when it was on Game Pass, but I was like, you know, I got other stuff I want to play. I'm not going to get into this so much, but Crusader I Kings one. Three. <laughs> no, no, that was before that. Oh, okay. other Game Pass stuff I wanted to play. I had like yeah, other stuff there. But it is like a you know like a crafting uh, survival kind of you know game with NPCs as well. So it's not like totally just you know go out and kill everyone sort of thing. But as you can tell by the name and by the look of it, it's based in kind of like a feudal Japan. So I like that approach to it and giving it a little different uh, look and feel. So interesting to see how this one turns out. Maybe I'll get into this where I didn't really get into Medieval Dynasty. Maybe they, they'll take what, what they've done with Medieval Dynasty and improve on it for, for this one. Yeah, I, I'm not really into feudal Japan or this the game style. So I, I don't think I can go with you on... This. It doesn't I'm have not, golf. I know. I know. Yeah, it doesn't have golf. No it cars. doesn't have rocket cars. It doesn't have digital cars. It doesn't have Final Fantasy Moogles and Chocobos. So yeah, I'm, I think I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give this one a thumbs down. I think this is one I would like. Like a lot of what you play, like Crusader Kings and and stuff like that. Like I enjoy watching people play this, but it's just not my type. So I would watch you stream this, Jason. I'll okay. give a thumbs up to your stream. Sure. Of this game. When, if I stream this, I expect you to be there like all the time. I'll be there. I'll be there, yeah. friendo. What about you, I Troy? Like does this stuff. does this fit the noob fridge wheelhouse? It looks interesting. I'm not sure. Uh, Feudal Japan isn't really my my big uh, attractor to the game here, but uh, games like this I typically enjoy. I'm probably like you. I'll probably just watch Jason stream this one. And Jason, you had viewers already. Who else? Yeah, you have another <laughs> ghostbusting yeah. type game. Although it's not four yeah. on one, it's four on four. But yeah. what 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 is this game? This one kind of surprised me. I don't have like, B roll for this, so be a little more descriptive, I guess. Ah, uh, shoot! What's it called again? No, I don't know. What's it called? What's it ghost called game? again? <laughs> I put the other ghost game. Shut up. Uh, Midnight uh, Ghost Hunt. That's what it's he called. He didn't even put the name of the game in the notes. It just says the other <laughs> ghost busting game. <laughs> it's called Midnight Ghost Hunt. Like you said, it's four on four. It's like you got players who are the ghost <laughs> busters, whatever you want to call them, and then four up to four other players can play the uh, can play the monster, the ghosts, and just like in the Ghostbusters game, they can do all sorts of things. They can possess things. They can even uh, they can even imitate, uh, take on the form of one of the the hunters. So it's almost got like a like an Among Us kind of suspicion kind of feel to it as well, and it looks really cool. It's it's got a little different look to it. Obviously, it doesn't have the Ghostbusters IP, but it's got a really cool, almost. Uh, I mean, I, the ghosts themselves look almost like, kind of like they were like in a Victorian home sort of thing. So different environment, kind of out in the wild a bit more. So Troy, kind of interested or because it doesn't have the Ghostbusters IP, do you look at it and go, "You copycatting little bitch"? <laughs> Uh, usually I am you copy getting little bits. <laughs> but this one actually looks pretty cool. A bit of a hide-and-seek hide game. 4v4 instead of 4v1 I think is super interesting. Uh, so you're not just, if you're on the ghost side, you're not just by yourself this time. Uh, so I'm interested in it. I'm definitely going to be checking that out. Uh, do we know a payment model? Isn't it free to play too? Mm, I don't think so. I think it's, it's going to be early access next week and... They say it's going to have some sort of cost to it, I do believe, when I looked it up the other Here day. it is on Steam. Here's your thing. Uh, yes, yeah, so you will likely increase the price after early access. So Yeah, yeah so Troy, fun. you're going to be doing the first look, but I'll have to get you a copy. Right? This was the game I sent you to do the first look? Yeah, this is this is the game you sent me. All right, so we'll have to get you a copy. And I immediately was like, that's cool. I like hide-and-seek games. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So uh, if you want a first look when this goes into early access, head on over to mmobomb.com. Troy will be doing that. I just need to make sure we, we snag a copy for you or I, I go ahead and buy one. Troy, you brought a title from a future game show that, uh, honestly, I'm going to say I didn't even watch the trailer until you recommended it. It was one that I just, like, skipped through in the recap. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think maybe a lot of people did because it's not exactly, like, the most visually eye-catching thing in the world. Yeah. But I'm glad I went back and watched the trailer. I was like, this looks kind of interesting. What What is what is Silt all about? Silt is a, is a hand-drawn, deep-water sort of horror adventure where you're trying to survive and escape the monsters. And it's sort of got its hand-drawn animations, but it's sort of got that limbo art style where you're, it's almost like you're seeing the shadows more than the actual characters and i don't know that's all that's always really done it for me and some of the backgrounds and some of the creatures that they've showed really grabbed my attention uh so i enjoyed games like limbo Uh, i don't see any reason why i would enjoy something like this deep sea sort of horror and just that that feeling of claustrophobia and trying to make your way through through the world it just seems very interesting to me it does say it's coming uh in the trailer early 2022 and you might go um I mean, we're almost at the end of the first quarter, buddies. Yeah. Uh, if you if you actually early. go to their Steam page, it says spring 2022. So maybe the trailer was cut a little early. <laughs> a little early. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm going to give you a thumbs up on this one. I'll go with you on this one, too. Uh, I immediately, yeah, I thought of some of the games you were talking about, but I also thought of, like, the early portions of Hollow Knight um, when I saw some of the, like, dark art being used throughout the whole thing. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I think it's kind of kind of neat, kind of neat. I'll give it a thumbs up. I'm interested, Jason. Exactly, exactly what I was thinking was Hollow Knight when I yeah. saw this because basically it's a platformer, but it's not without platforms. It's yeah. kind of the same thing. It's like a two D yeah. platformer, so to speak. It's a platformer while swimming. <laughs> yeah, the and sunset not... is reflecting off of the stainless steel fridge. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> like it's not even the window; it's coming off of the daggum fridge uh, in the kitchen. Right yeah. at my face. Are you okay, Troy? Is there a nuclear bomb going off Dude, to you right it, there? It's like it, the... it, it burns. <laughs> it's so bright. Gonna have to rethink the layout of the room here. <laughs> But it's way power. over there. So <laughs> looks like the sun's knighting the once and future king. <laughs> oh, look at me! <laughs> literary reference for you. Literary reference for you. Uh, last up uh, on this, we've got Marauders. Uh, this is another. This is a looter shooter uh, where you can kind of invade ships, derelict ships that are floating there and raid them and try and get parts and loot and upgrade your ship. And there's space battles too if you run into other people. Some of the things well, that I uh, think that they're they're talking about doing sound neat, but as I said on the Always Online podcast, they also sound things that like things that I would view from afar as neat and then experience and go, I don't ever want to do this again. Ever, <laughs> I don't ever want to do this again. Because you could go raid a derelict ship to go get some stuff, and you know what? Jason just so happens to raid that same ship at the same time, and now I'm in a PvEVP scenario. Or he could just decide to steal my damn ship, uh, and now I'm stuck on this derelict ship, and he's got a much better ship than he came in with, which that would I, I literally would set my desk on fire if that happened to me. <laughs> like, I spend six months making this badass spaceship, and then somebody just airlock walks away with the damn thing. I'd be pretty pissed. 
I likened it to Eve in like I like reading about Eve battles, noob, and like how much damage was done and millions of isk was just wasted this past weekend in nine thousand ship battle with eight hundred players. I like reading about it. I don't want to be in that. It's kind of like watching NASCAR, right? When you see that car pile up, you're like, man, I'm glad I saw that. I'm also glad I wasn't in it. I'm also glad I wasn't in it. I'm glad I've seen people play Grand Theft 7, but I never want to play it. <laughs> I'll just I'll keep reporting back to you, baby. I like looter shooters, so I put it on the list as something I'm watching. I don't even know if even I can give this a thumbs up right now, though. I think it's neat. I think it's worth watching a little bit to see how it plays out. But I don't know if like if it has a fifty dollar box price, I'm not pulling that that trigger right now. You know, I wouldn't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's interesting and maybe one to keep an eye on. Uh, Jason, I know you just thumbs down this one. We talked about this on Always yeah, Online. Yeah. Troy, any interest? Do you want to go with me on a maybe on this one? Can I entice you on a maybe? I'm going to keep an eye on it for right now and just kind of see where it goes. But my uh, looter shooter schedule starting tonight gets very, very full because uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is downloaded and ready to go for the first time this evening. Oh, before we finish up with some miscellaneous news... What are your thoughts on it so far? I, I streamed it on MMO Bomb yesterday. Uh, and obviously, I like Borderlands, but I'm not a huge Borderlands guy. I, yeah, I spent a lot of time in Borderlands 1 and then a fair amount of time in Borderlands 2. And I bought Borderlands 3 and spent like two hours in it. That wasn't because of the game. It was Randy Pitchford was doing stupid stuff at the time. And I was like, yeah, I'm not playing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, unfortunately, you, you already had my money at that point. But... I set it aside. And so I've been watching Tiny Tina's, and I, Jason and I have talked about it in the past. Uh, we're like, yeah, okay, yeah, if you want Borderlands in kind of a different shell, uh, maybe this will do it for you. So I didn't go into it expecting to, like, really enjoy it. I expected I like looter shooters. I've liked Borderlands. I'll probably mildly enjoy this. I'm only, like, three or four hours into it at this point. I'm absolutely loving it. I am absolutely loving it. I can see how Tiny Tina and other characters might annoy the crap out of other people, though. Uh, And if you aren't into Borderlands, the Dungeons & Dragons stuff is cool and nice and funny, but not enough. Not enough. If if you don't like Borderlands, don't even bother with this. I got to tell you that. You you better like Borderlands gameplay and uh, art aesthetic. The Dungeons and Dragons stuff is not enough by itself to make you like that Borderlands stuff. I'm really enjoying it, Troy. What? What? I know you haven't gotten a chance to play it yet, but I'm assuming you watched some reviews. If you were just pulling the trigger on installing it now, what are your mm-hmm. thoughts? Uh, I, I think that I'm one of the people who the characters are. I'm, I'm going to just laugh my ass off the whole time. I have been. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm the type of person based on what I've heard uh, of of the voice acting, especially Tiny Tina. Tiny Tina herself and some of the other characters also what some of the reviewers have been saying it just sounds like it's going to be an absolute blast to play through um I don't see any annoyance at all I'm like you I liked Borderlands I've never been a huge Borderlands nerd uh but I've definitely enjoyed my time in the games Uh, a good looter shooter with some good comedy and some funny moments and stuff like that and a little different than just a just a little bit of D in there is just enough i think for me to that's really going to make it an enjoyable game for me i'm loving it so far again only three or four hours in i'm with you troy the comedy is right up my alley particularly mm-hmm. sometimes it's like cringe dad joke funny and sometimes it's just outright hilarious 
Uh, and if you're okay with both ends of that spect- uh, spectrum, you're probably going to enjoy it. And Jason, the more out of left field comedy is, the funnier yeah. it is to me. Jason, where do you fall on Borderlands and, and then specifically Tiny Tina? I fall on the one side of the border that means I don't like it. You're not never never into any of them. Into Borderlands now, but you like looter shooters. Oh, uh, why why didn't this catch barely. on for you? Well, because I played Destiny for a little while. That was it. <laughs> That's the extent of my looter shooter experience. You like gra- you're you're more grabber stabber. Grabber stabbers. Yeah. You're you're more grabber stabber. Nah, yeah. All right, some miscellaneous news, and we'll finish it up here. Uh, Microsoft wanted to dish out some info. Uh, about Xbox, particularly Xbox Game Pass. And they did so in a rather vague way. So it's not like they just drop numbers, but they want to say, hey, uh, and this is talking about ID at Xbox partners. Uh, Since the program's inception, independent developers have earned more than $2.5 billion in royalties and total revenue generated by ID at Xbox partners, and Xbox almost doubled over the last three years. They also go on to say then, that we've also paid developers and publishers across Xbox hundreds of millions of dollars in Game Pass license fees. There are amazing games out today on Xbox and other platforms that would never have existed without the support of Game Pass members, and that's really been an incredible phenomenon. Ensuring that millions of Game Pass members get to experience some of the best independent games ever created has been transformational for Xbox players and developers. So no specifics, but they do want to say, hey, millions, blah, 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 that we have given out. We all know that there's over 25 million signed up. We all know the service costs anywhere from 10 to $15 once you're out of all the trial periods. We have talked about all of this before. What we've always asked is long-term, is it viable? Is it viable? Can you keep developers interested in it? You certainly can keep gamers interested in it, provided you have the constant flow of titles that you are experiencing now. But can you keep developers in it? Can you prove that there is value to being there on day one, free access, versus not being there on day one and getting those day one purchases instead? Does this assuage some of those concerns for you, Jason? I mean, they're vague and not terribly specific, but lots of money. Can Xbox Game Pass continue the domination that it's enjoying right now, particularly knowing that this spring we will probably see Sony's version of a similar competitive service. We've actually heard about it. There's been some word on it from, uh, it's called Spartacus. From, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. But those were leaks. They, they haven't like, done uh, yeah, a yeah, presentation yet. We talked about those on the show. But I don't, I don't get where you're reading into this on this. I read this article. I'm like, I thought it was just them saying, Hey, it's been nine years for this. We're making lots of money. All right. Yay. Everybody loves us. I, I didn't get the vague hints or whatever. I mean, no, the vague hint right now is that, Hey, from the Xbox game pass, we have paid hundreds of millions of dollars in license fees. No specifics on 300 million, 400 million, 100 million. They're implying, Hey, Developers are exceptionally happy with the service. We're paying out hundreds of millions of dollars in licensing fees to get these games on Game Pass. Okay, does that make it seem a little more equitable for the developers? Are developers still going to be interested in shelling out games, or is this just PR speak for stuff behind the scenes and developers maybe aren't exactly thrilled? They're going to be interested because we keep paying them hundreds of millions of dollars. I mean, uh, Big difference I, between one and half a, uh, and five hundred thousand. 
Well, Big difference. He, we actually had the numbers for Epic for how much they're paying for yeah. the, like free game stuff, and that was in the hundreds of millions of category, I think, too. So, right, but they were buying like that, so. right, but they were buying exclusivities, right? Well, sure, but the, the developers still like that, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they're going to stop. At least it's not going to stop it on their end. I mean, maybe I hope it is. I like. I'm not. I'm not bad mouthing the platform the, of Game Pass either. I'm just questioning long term viability because I hope it is as beneficial to developers and publishers as Microsoft wants to make it seem like it is, Troy, because it's a tremendous service. I love it. It's fantastic. But I don't want to see this type of service cause developers and publishers to be in a in a, in a in a bind because, well, I'm putting it up there for free. You're paying me X amount of money. How much could I get if I sold it on day one, et cetera? Yeah, and I'm sure that the, that Xbox is absolutely pressing uh, developers to put stuff onto that pass as well. I know it's very popular with, with my set of friends. I've got a free month of it uh, from a video card that I just bought my wife when I upgraded her computer. So I'll be trying it out for the first time myself here probably next month sometime. Um, You're never going to go back, friendo. Like, <laughs> you never the reason I've stayed away from it. I did. All my friends have told me, it's like, man, you got to get it, you got to get it, get it. And I'm like, when all my friends tell me the same thing, that makes me nervous because I'm scared once I go in, that's the that's the end of me. You'll never see me again. Jason did, but that was because his $1 a month thing was up and Jason doesn't spend money on anything. Nothing. Crusader Kings Unless it says Crusader out. Kings in front of it. So if it said Crusader Kings Xbox Game Pass, he'd suck. That is on. That's on suck. Game Pass. You could all, you could play with me, Mike. You could play multiplayer with me. Yeah, yeah. Troy, you could play. Anybody, anybody want to play Crusader Kings 3 with me? Anybody? Anybody? Yeah, so and Mad Martha's right. Like, it totally makes sense for a smaller dev, right, to get on Game Pass. Is it as beneficial for those big marquee titles? And those are the ones that you do need kind of a steady trickle of. But you also have so many internal, like Halo and you know all the that type of stuff that you. It's, Kings three. It's just your own stuff, so you throw it there. I hope it is as successful as they touted. I really, really would like to see some real numbers, real numbers. I absolutely love Jamie Lee Curtis. Absolutely love her. She is uh, attending, uh, officiating her daughter's wedding. Uh, it will be at the Curtis Estate. Her daughter and her husband-to-be have chosen for this to be a cosplay event, and they chose Jamie Lee Curtis's cosplay character, and she will be Jaina Proudmore from World of Warcraft, provided her dress comes in. Because <laughs> mm. she did have a cosplayer seamstress making it who is in Russia. So that might, I mean, there's some stuff going on over there, right? <laughs> thoughts with the just Ukrainian a, people. Just a thing or two. Just, yeah, thoughts with the Ukrainian people. Uh, but I absolutely love this. I love Jamie Lee Curtis, and I think that's tremendous. That's so cool. He's I don't, like a pro cosplayer. Yeah, yeah, she does it a lot, actually. Yeah, you're right. She goes yeah, to, like, conventions. And... She, like, attended BlizzCon in cosplay, and nobody recognized her. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Uh, Troy, I'm going to go pro. 41 years old. I'm going to train and go to the NFL. And it's going to be very, very easy because on MetaQuest and PlayStation VR, in the future here, we'll, we, we'll be getting an official NFL football game in VR. We have a couple like knockoff ones right now, but there will be an official NFL game. And yeah, I'm going to train and go pro, baby. Are you a VR guy? Jason hates it. 
Mm-hmm. I want to be, but I can't. I'm I'm too prone to motion sickness. Um, very very like extra prone to motion sickness. So, uh, I, I've had VR headsets on before. I've never. I've never put one on that didn't make me sick within a short period of time. Really? So unfortunately, I get I get left out. I, I was wondering, you know, when the the v, the big VR kind of bubble started first, you know, growing. I was like, man, am I going to regret in my lifetime that I can't wear VR headsets? No. And over, <laughs> I, I disagree. There's been no. a few things here and there where I'm like, man, I wish I could at least put on a VR headset. Zenith is fun. Some of this stuff. Zenith MMO is is pretty fun. I mean, it's uh, yeah. We can go into that Star some Trek other Bridge time. Bridge Crew. I want to. I want to play Star Trek Bridge Crew. See, like, the part really about this day. that I don't get is the sports technology company about it is called Status Pro, which I don't know how they are not going to get sued by the people who make the cards. Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought the same thing. I thought I was like, wait, wow, that's really branching off. Oh, it's a different company. Yeah, oh, it's a yeah. different company. <laughs> uh, anybody watch uh, episode one of Halo yet? I did not, so I, I'm not going to give any opinions on it yet. Any nope, of you? I haven't watched it. No, Jason. I've heard back and forth on. I haven't watched it. I've heard back and forth on it. Some people think it's awful. Some people think it's yeah. It's really. Yeah, Empty really was one of the ones who thought it was awful. Yeah. Yeah, it's really, really mixed right now. Ninja empty. Let us know what you thought. Let us know what you thought in chat real quick there, while we uh, ask this last one or bring this last one up. The next Witcher is in development. It's in development on Unreal Five. I thought that was the most interesting part is they are uh, they're not going to be using their own in-game engine anymore. They're yeah. not going to be using Red Engine for the next Witcher game, which is still a very long, long ways away. Don't get too excited. It's in development. It's probably like early, early, early stages. All right, uh, sure. but the fact that they're going UE five is I think is super interesting. Uh, like UE five seems seems like it's poised to be the future of gaming, and to me, this is a big step for them. So, like, here's the thing, though. How early do you think it is? Because do you think they learned at all, Jason, from Cyberpunk and how early they announced what they were doing with that and then ended up having to force it out the door? Apparently not. Well, they delayed it, like, three times, so, yeah. <laughs> but here's the, they announced it. They're working on it. Like, okay, what the hell does that yeah. mean? So, yeah. here's my question. Here's what I'm thinking about doing. This is going to be the longest-term prediction we've ever done. In order... Witcher 4, GTA 6, Elder Scrolls 6. You mean Witcher 5? What do you think? You mean Witcher 5? What? Witcher. Oh, yeah, Witcher 4. Witcher 4. Unreal 5. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Numbers are hard. (laughs) By the way, on that. Real quick. Yeah, we will. On the Halo thing, Metallica fan says, thought it was all right for a video game TV show. Empty Mannequin says, not good, not bad. Not for fans of the game or the books. I was already a fan of Halo, so this show was not for me. And Ninja Panda says it's interesting, but it needs more time for proper ideas. Yeah, we only have the one show out right now, so one episode out right now. All right, so which comes out first? Which are four? Put them in order. One, two, three. One, two, three. In order of release, right? Yep. Uh, I'm going to go... Oh, this sucks. I'm going to go... God, they're all so far away. Uh, they're. All, am I going to live long enough to see these? That's a, uh, that's a good question. Uh, uh, I'm going to... You want me to go? I'll yeah, go. go ahead. Go ahead. I'm going GTA, Witcher, Elder Scrolls. Okay. I'm going to say Witcher, Elder Scrolls, GTA. I don't think either of you are wrong. Um... <laughs> <laughs> we both have completely different. I answers. know. 
<laughs> an actual launch, not their launch dates that then get delayed, right? Actual yeah, launch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, yeah they, all right. I'll, I'll, I'll go, I'll go Elder Scrolls 6. Or okay, you Elder, say Elder Scrolls 6 first. Elder Scrolls uh, 6, yeah. And then... And then Witcher 4, and then GTA. And Witcher 4, and then GTA. Did okay, I well, did I duplicate com- somebody? Not quite. You and I swapped Witcher and Elder Scrolls. We both had GTA. Oh, so we all ended up with three totally different ones. Not totally different, but at least we we are different. Okay. Yeah. Martha cool. said Witcher, Elder Scrolls, GTA. Are you putting chats in GTA. there too? Well, why not? You better follow Ready Check Radio for years now, folks. Years. <laughs> if you're watching on YouTube or on readycheckradio.com, leave a comment. We will. Re- yeah, we will record the results. And you better follow for years, sucker. Years. years. We got more coming in chat. So while Jason gets that, I'm going to queue it up for our Games of the Week segment. Games of the Week is the way we spend or end every episode of the Gaming Gumbo here. It's where all three of us are about to give you a game. Could be a video game, board game, card game, whatever. Mobile game if you really, really want to. Uh, And we think you should check it out. Could be something we're playing now, something we played in the past, something we haven't gotten our hands on yet, but think you should. And you let us know in the comments after you make your prediction on those three titles. Which of us gave the best recommendation? I'm going to go first. Pretty easy this week. I still cannot bring myself to recommend Gran Turismo 7, despite how much I enjoy the game itself. So I'm going to go with Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Again, only three to four hours into it, but creative, funny, and I'm okay with the Borderlands looter shooter style. So it totally works for me so far. I'm going to recommend if you are even remotely interested in Borderlands or have enjoyed Borderlands in the past, this one is probably for you as well. But I recognize Tiny Tina may be a bit much for some people. She isn't for me, but I recognize she might be for you. What do you got, Troy? Uh, I think the next time I'm on the show, I'm going to start doing uh, board game recommendations. Lord go for knows. it. I've got yeah. plenty of them. Yeah. Uh, but for, for, for today, I forgot to go grab one <laughs> to recommend. So I'm going to go with Tiny Tina's Wonderland as well. I, of course, haven't played it, but I was excited for it when it was you know being promoted. And then now that it's been out and all the reviews are out, um, I think I'm even more excited for it because I've heard that it's going to be a good time. So I'm really looking forward to Tiny Tina's Wonderland. You're going to have to get in on some weekend. of that multiplayer, Troy. Yes, sir. We will have to. Jason, what do you got? All right. Just to be clear, too, with the predictions, when the second game comes out, that'll end it. That ends it, yeah. Last one is third, even if it never comes out. Yep. Fair enough. Okay. I want to give my game of the week to Guild Wars 1. Just because playing Guild Wars 2, playing End of Dragons, maybe want to go back now and finally actually play the final expansion for that, the faction one that was in Canada. Oh, nice. So maybe at some point I will, but I just have good memories of playing that and you know, sort of the because they they basically ended the whole you know the whole cycle the whole story that sort of started in some way 15 years ago when that game first came out or 16 years ago so it's neat to see the the end of all that finally come to fruition. So there you go, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, Mike's vote or Troy's vote. I guess you get to pick which one of us wins there or Guild Wars one. <laughs> Uh, from Jason. Let us know in the comments below. We will, of course, be back next Saturday with Jason's last show here. Well, last regularly scheduled show uh, for Gaming I'll be Gumbo. irregular after that. It'll be Usually. irregular after that. We will, of course, be back, though, to cover all things gaming, whatever interests us. Until then, Troy, where can everybody find you? 
Hey, check me out on Twitter at NoobFridge. Jason. Find me on Twitter at Winter Informal, streaming at twitch.tv slash Jason Winter. Small programming note for those of you that watch the Relic Grind. There will be no Relic Grind this week. We have to shift the schedule around a little bit. We will be picking up with the Relic Grind on Mondays in April, starting on April 4th at 7 p.m. Eastern, with our Final Fantasy TCG stream moved to Tuesday nights, just through the month of April. So we've got the live letter on the 1st. We'll have our Relic Grind on the 4th reviewing that, and then we will be every Monday. We'll go back to Thursdays in May just to facilitate the theater show that I'm in. And so I appreciate the host being a little flexible there and, and moving some stuff around. Hope you'll be flexible and continue to join us on all of those. I'm Mike Byrne. You can follow me personally right there at Magic Man One, but more importantly, follow at RC Radio. So you'll get a tweet every time we go live with a show or one of our volunteer streamers. Until next time, stay safe. See you on the servers.